Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. I'm A.J. Hogue, author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. Join my VIP program. Speak English fluently, speak powerfully, speak confidently, speak English effortlessly. When you commit, you know you must commit. Don't quit. Commit. And you succeed. That's how you that's how you succeed in life at difficult things. You commit, don't quit at effortlessenglishclub.com. Welcome. Our topic, let go, let it slide, hit bottom. Talking about the movie Fight Club a little today. The movie Fight Club. It's going to wait a few minutes. Let, a, let everybody join. Looks like we've got a bunch of people joining. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Fight Club is one of my uh, all-time favorite movies. I love the movie Fight Club. So we're going to talk about uh, a couple of the big main messages of this movie Fight Club, which I feel are quite appropriate, quite useful, uh, quite powerful for the difficult uh, situation we're facing now around the world, Fight Club. So let me just give you a basic, uh, if you've seen Fight Club, great. If you haven't seen it, I'll give you a basic uh, summary of the movie. So it's basically about a guy who... um, He starts off in the movie, he just works this big company job, right? A corporate job for some giant, huge company. Really bored. Bored and boring job. And he's got some, you know, nice condo, apartment, condo uh, in the city. And he, you know, he likes to buy nice things and expensive things, you know, to decorate his apartment. He's basically, a, you know, a consumer, right? He's very focused on being a consumer. He's in what we say, he's in the rat race, right? Just go to work, make money, buy things, go to work, make money, buy things. And he's just focused on, you know, getting nice stuff like, you know, like everybody else. And then... Something happens, and there's a big fire, an explosion in his uh, apartment. I won't, there are a lot of, I'm not going to, if you haven't seen the movie, don't worry, I won't reveal any of the big secrets, but um, but basically, his apartment is destroyed, and he has to go live with this guy, this like kind of new friend that he made, in this super, super, super broken, uh, abandoned, old uh, disgusting house that's out like at the edge of the city like super super like there's uh, they barely have just a little bit of electricity um, it's it, the whole house is falling apart and broken right and he just lives there for free they're, they're not even paying rent because uh, it seems like nobody even owns the house because it's so disgusting and old so he goes there and uh you know, basically the rest of the movie then what you see is that, you know, this this his his life, all his kind of the money, the 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 comforts, the material things, the consumer um things in his life all disappear. 
and his life becomes more and more and more and more and more and more basic. Now, it's called Fight Club because he and his friend, Tyler Durden is his friend, uh, they start a fight club where they, at night, in a bar, in the basement of a bar, they fight. Right? They fight each other. Like, no, not boxing. Like, there's no, no gloves, nothing. They just, uh, they fight each other. And then they create a club and more and more men join. And uh, what these men find is that they're like getting back to their roots. Something, some kind of roots of being a man, being a masculine, where forget all this material stuff, all this modern bullshit. And they realize that they don't need any of that stuff. And their lives become very, very, very basic, very Spartan, we would say. Right. Spartan we now use as an adjective. Maybe you've seen the movie 300 Spartans, right? Or 300. And uh, it becomes what? The Spartans were a warrior race, right? A warrior uh, nation of ancient Greece. And they also, they lived hard, hard, tough lives. And they were incredible fighters, right? But they didn't have luxuries, right? They were not consumers. They did, they avoided luxuries, and they only, uh, in terms of things or money, they only had the, the most basic, 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 simple, 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 simple life. And so you'll see this is kind of the modern idea of this in the movie Fight Club, where these men discover the same thing, that they don't need all this consumer crap. And that they basically, you know, they... they gain a great deal of self-confidence from learning to fight and challenging themselves, fighting. And otherwise, they kind of just let go of all, everything else. They let go of everything else. Now, there are some other aspects to the movie. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but anyway, that's the part we're going to focus on. And uh, this movie, I think, is very appealing to men. A lot of women don't like it, but it's not... It's really not a movie for women. Um, but I, I know a lot of men like it. I, I certainly, a lot of these messages for me were very powerful. So let's talk about this. It connects, these messages from the movie Fight Club connect with a bit with what we talked about in our book club, Your Money or Your Life. If you'll remember in that book club, Your Money or Your Life, um, we talked about the point of enough, right? They in, in part of that of that book is you figure out what's enough. Like how much do is enough money for you? How much is enough, right? And what is this word enough? Well, you, everyone is different, right? And the idea is that basically it's enough to have a nice, comfortable life. Okay, it's kind of. I think we all could imagine that. Like right, like for me right now, enough is this apartment that I live in, which is quite inexpensive. It's not expensive. Uh, but, you know, I've got internet connection and I've got, you know, obviously I got electricity and I've got <laughs> running water and heat and air conditioning, even though it's a very small apartment. Um, you know, these are still modern luxuries that I have, right? And in terms of money, I've got plenty of money and, uh, you know, etc. But it's enough, whereas I've got a quite comfortable life. I'm not living in super luxury, right? But it's enough. It's a it's simple a simple life, but I'm still very, very comfortable. Well, 
imagine if we drop down, if we're thinking about, you know, material things and what we need. What if we drop down to the very, 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 very bottom? What is that? That would be survival, right? What do you need in terms of how much money do you need and uh, things, material things, do you need, need, not want, need to survive, just to live, Okay, this would be, you might call this hitting bottom, right? This would be the bottom. So, you could imagine, you know, what would that be? I don't know. For me, uh, if we're talking about surviving for a few days, probably just my the clothes I'm wearing. Now, I prefer maybe, I've got wearing some cotton, and if I had some wool clothes, I have some wool clothes. So, if I, if I had like a set of my clothes that were wool uh, or or some other tech, you know, fabrics that won't, so I won't freeze to death if I get wet. Uh, But basically, you know, one set of clothes, uh, you know, I could probably survive, let's say survive in in a, in a, in a Japanese winter. So I'm not talking about a Russian winter. Okay. (laughs) But, uh, but like, you know, here in Japanese, I could probably survive a few days like that. I think, uh, I, I think I know enough about some survival tricks where I could be in the, let's say, in the mountains and I could probably not die. Okay, that would be the bottom. But I would be miserable. I would be miserable, right? If I was cold, if I had no tent, if I had no way to make a fire, I think I could probably make some kind of basic shelter and use leaves and dig a hole and all this kind of things to, to, to just to not die for one night. But I could probably only survive a couple nights like that, right? And I would be very, very, very unhappy. <laughs> okay? So, that would be bottom, bottom, bottom. A little bit higher than that, surviving for, let's say, for a few weeks. Maybe not feeling great, but just but enough. If I also had uh, a way to make fire, right? That would be a big, big one. If I had like a piece of plastic, a large piece of plastic where I could cover, make a a tarp and and like a string, a large piece of plastic and a piece of rope, let's say. If I had that and maybe a basic knife, like my pocket knife, and then uh, some way to make fire, like, you know, a lighter or something, then I could survive certainly more than, you know, more than just one or two nights, that that would make a huge difference, just those few little things. But you can see how little that is. It's not much. A piece of plastic, a rope, I mean, these are almost free. In fact, you could find these things free, probably if you were looking around in the garbage. Uh, You could probably beg somebody to give it to you. but, or if you bought it, it would be super, 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 super cheap. But your chance of survival, your ability to survive would go up much, much more with just those few little items. Would you be super comfortable? No, you'd still probably be pretty unhappy, as would I. Okay, and then finally, there would be a level where I or you could survive for years and years and years and years and not miserable. Okay, so this is the level I want to talk about today. Okay, let's call this, it's not quite bottom, but it's it's your, uh, we'll call this bare necessities, bare or basic, your basic necessity level, right? So, it's the lowest level, you're not super comfortable, but, but you could survive, I mean, really, you could live the rest of your life at that level. 
And that level is pretty low compared to, I think it's lower than most people think. And this is the point we're talking about today. And this is was one kind of one of the main messages of the movie Fight Club is that this guy, the character, um, I don't think we ever even know his name, actually. Uh, but anyway, uh, this guy, he thinks, you know, he needs all this stuff. He's got nice furniture. He's buying stuff from Ikea and the catalog. He's got the nice condo. He's got all these things. And then it all just disappears and it's gone. And he ends up, you know, going lower and lower and lower in terms of uh, what he owns, in terms of how he's living. And he gets down to a very, very, very basic level. Like he he has electricity, but barely, right? It, it doesn't work a lot of times. Um, he has a shower, I think, but it's cold most of the time. Uh, the water, so the water heater doesn't work a lot. Uh, and then the he's paying no rent because he's it's just this you know this broken old house that no one wants to live in. Doesn't have. I don't think he has a car, right? He basically has almost nothing, but. He's, he, he actually becomes a, a much, much stronger person, a much more confident person, and in fact, a much happier person, um, in a way, <laughs> uh, living at that level instead of being a consumer with all that stuff. So if you think about it, like what would the level, and so what I would like you to think about is how low could you go without without being miserable, right? What is your, you know, we, we kind of talked about your enough point, but just imagine, like, how much, what are your bare necessities, your basic necessities? What, what really do you need to live and to live decently well, right? You probably need a couple, a, a few sets of clothes, practical clothes right so if, if you live in some where where it gets cold in the winter you need some warm clothes that are practical but you don't need a, a huge number right and then of course if you live somewhere where it get, also gets hot but you, you get the idea but not much there's some a few basic practical clothes in terms of shelter we can survive we don't need these even these apartments we have are not necessary you could live I, I know for sure because I've done it you can live very 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 comfortably in a tent you can live pretty comfortably in a tarp a tent uh, has walls and a floor right it's closed it's nice tarps are uh, tents are nice because uh, I find in the uh, summer they're nice because they keep out bugs <laughs> so you're the, if you live somewhere where there's a lot of bugs and mosquitoes it's nice to have a tent a tarp has no walls. It's just a big piece of plastic that goes over your head, keeps you dry if it rains, basically, and keeps the sun off of you. Um, in the winter, tarps work actually very well. You can bring them down all the way down, down to the ground. Uh, if there aren't lots of bugs and mosquitoes, then uh, a tarp works very, very, very well. Also, and you'd be surprised if you had a very good sleeping bag and a nice little cooking stove. You know, I've showed you some of these little alcohol stoves I have. Um, but I think that you can see that you don't, you wouldn't need much. And, and you might be surprised how little you actually need in terms of things, in terms of even money to 
live and still be fairly comfortable to, to not just survive, but to survive and and feel fine. Right. And if you uh, you don't need electricity, for example, you definitely don't need electricity. Right. I mean, we know this human beings, my own grandmother, (laughs) when she was a child, grew up in a house that didn't have uh, did not have running water. Right. She had to go to the bathroom outside. There's like a little wooden it's called an outhouse there's a little wooden building when she had they had to walk outdoors in the it doesn't matter if it was raining or summer or winter they don't walk outdoors and go to the bathroom out there right use the toilet out there and then come back into the house for light they had to use like a lamp or candles right because her family was quite uh poor my grandfather's family too on my mom's side they're quite poor of course eventually they got electricity and these other things but when she was very young you know, she tells stories about how they didn't have it. And she always talk, tells me the story about having to go outside to the bathroom. <laughs> um, but you can see that, you know, this was for, you know, most of human existence, okay? There was no electricity, right? It's, it's very, very recent, this thing with electricity and, and also, you know, this, all this running water and pipes and all these things, all this technology and phones and all that. We don't need any of it. People lived very, very, very well, very, very comfortably without any of that. And we could again, you could again, I could again. Right? And in fact, we might discover, like the character in Fight Club, we might even find that while we would lose a little bit of convenience and comfort without some of those things, we might gain something too. We might gain a greater clarity and simplicity in our life more quiet, something uh, where we would get rid of all the things that don't really matter, that aren't so important, and focus on what really matters and what's really important. But I think the, ba- the, the most important reason to think about this is that it eliminates fear, right? Because it's really easy, again, when you watch the media, especially I'm talking about the economic issues now, not the, the, the coroni. Um, just the economic issues, right? We say, oh my God, uh, the, the economy is collapsing and what if I lose all my money and, da, 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 and on and on and on and on, right? But if you really, really start thinking through how little you need to be decent, to live you know, very decently, uh, you, the, the fear just disappears. There's nothing to fear at all. Uh, Thoreau wrote about this, my, one of my all-time favorites. Um, maybe probably my favorite American writer for sure maybe my favorite all-time writer eh, certainly American writer <laughs> Henry David Thoreau and he, he talked about how he saw one day he was out walking and he found this box a big wooden box next to the rail, railroad and uh, like box and he, and he said oh it was big enough that he could fit inside the box right he could open it up I think the railroad used it to put, put things inside of the box like some tools or something for the workers but he looked at it and he realized that he could live in it He's, he, he realized if I had to I could sleep inside that right it would keep me dry it would be waterproof. It was waterproof because they had to put store. They were storing stuff in there. Uh, maybe he had to drill a couple holes on the side to make sure he got enough air. But he basically realized he could put like a put some stuff at the bottom there and make a bed, and he could just close it up at night, and he could 
live in there. <laughs> he could, of course, he could use the toilet. He can just go out in nature, go outdoors, whatever. Um, but that, that in terms of shelter, that's all he really would need. That would be plenty. It would be enough. He could live and, and you know, be perfectly warm and dry and comfortable. And then if he just found a way to have some, you know, basic food that was very, very, very cheap, a couple, you know, maybe a set or two of clothes, and that's basically that's all he would need. And then he could live very, very well. And what he would gain would be his whole life, his time. Because if he didn't have a big house to pay for, then he wouldn't have to work very much or he wouldn't have to work at all. And this is indeed what his, most of his book is about. Walden is realizing this. He goes into the woods. He builds his own little cabin with almost no money from wood, no electricity, no running water. He just builds it next to a pond, Walden Pond, right? a little bit of water there where he could do some fishing. And he makes his little area where he grows some food, some, I think some beans, some vegetables, a few things like that. And, uh, and that's it. And so he doesn't have to work at all. And he talks about you know, going for walks every day and he had all this time and he talks about walk, walking around and seeing other people, you know, just working like slaves. And these people who are working like slaves, they're living in giant houses, these huge, huge, huge houses, right? And he talks about how he felt it, it was so ridiculous that they look like rats inside these giant houses. <laughs> like the houses were too big for them, right? Like there was some, the houses seemed unnaturally big for the humans that were living inside it. Uh, so his point being kind of similar to the Fight Club, how we're kind of trapped in a prison where we think we need, need, need all these big things to be, uh, to be successful, even just to be comfortable and that we think these things, having these things actually makes us happier, but, and that we're, many people at least, are very afraid, even terrified of losing all those things, but that if you just let go of those things, just let go, you may find that you gain something else, you gain a peace of mind, you gain a great confidence, you gain great faith, you gain great power, and you gain great freedom, You know, he has a famous quote that, you know, the things we own end up owning us. I think they actually use that line in uh, Fight Club too. <laughs> the things, you know, our possessions. Do we really own that? Our possessions, our things, or do they own us? Do they keep? Do they by by making us slaves to have to pay for them all the time? So how is this practical? Well, here's where, if, if you have any worry or fear about the economics and what's happening, I recommend, there. it is very, very useful in life to find your bare, your basic necessity level. To find it, not just find it like mentally to imagine it, but to actually do it for a while. To actually do it. To actually live that way for a while. And for a while, I mean like let's say a year or at least a few months, but a, a year even or more. Uh, it is very, very useful, even if you don't have to, especially when you don't have to. When you don't have to is the best time to do it, right? To just do it, 
to, sh- to sh- prove to yourself, to test yourself, to show yourself how little you actually need. So this means going down, 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 down to the most basic, basic level that you can. I mean, what is that level for you? And whatever you think it is, try going even lower than that, right? So maybe now you live in a, I don't know, you live in a two-bedroom apartment. You know, is it a one-bedroom apartment? Well, definitely you could have that. But can you go lower than that? Could you go into something, you know, even smaller, even cheaper? Right? I mean, you guys all know, I've talked about my my various experiences where I lived in a car for a year, lived in a, I mean, a, I lived in a car for one summer, lived in a van for a whole year. And then other experiences I've had is just uh, the, the equally powerful, I think, is I just used, to, not so much now, but I used to do a lot of camping and hiking where I'd go up into the mountains uh, with my dog <laughs> and just uh, live in a tent for a few days or a week or something. And just, just, that's just, just about that amount of time. But still, I, I, the thing is, though, I would be very, very comfortable. It was very nice. I loved it. In many ways, I enjoyed it more than being inside an apartment. I liked the fresh air. I liked the being closer to nature, and I was perfectly comfortable. I wasn't a. Uh, I was never. Um, I was never cold. I was never. The, the only times I'd say I was uncomfortable maybe sometimes in the summer when it was very 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 hot. <laughs> um, but uh, but otherwise, I was totally fine. And I just discovered that, wow, so much of what we think we need, what, what that, these ideas that are put into our mind in our modern consumer life, we don't need at all. They're not needs. They're luxuries. They're luxuries. Electricity is a luxury. It's nice, but it's a luxury. You don't need it. Um, indoor plumbing is a luxury. You don't need it. Um, heating and air conditioning are luxuries. You don't need them. Fire's nice. <laughs> and if you live somewhere really cold. Um, so what I recommend to you is do an experiment in your life. Do what I did. You know, do what I did. And, and now maybe now is a good time. Maybe now is a great time to do it. Right. Instead of waiting and fearing what might happen, just go ahead and take action now and cut all your... Um, economic needs to the almost to the bottom they don't make yourself homeless unless you're really really tough and you want to really go far but i recommend excuse me i recommend still have a place to live right but but go low 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 Okay, and prove to yourself. It's not enough to just do it mentally. Prove to yourself that you can live very, very, very well with very, very, very little. And if you're making money still, great. Just save all that extra money. You'll be, you'll, you'll have a huge amount of extra money if you do this, and you're, and you're still making money. Um, and if you're not making money, well, then great. It, it will reduce your stress of of not having a job. So I highly recommend this. In the movie, you watch the movie Fight Club. They talk about hitting bottom, hitting bottom. You haven't hit bottom yet. And this is what they're talking about. Finding the lowest point where you kind of let go of all fear and you don't need anything anymore. 
and you have and what you find at that point is great faith a great strength it's really the, the the fear of losing these things that is that creates most of the stress and it's it's just very good to to realize through experience that you don't need any of it you don't need any of it then the fear disappears and then you can go back and live as you like <laughs> but i do recommend doing this so and go watch the movie fight club especially men you men out there watch the movie fight club all right let's get into our comments shall we all right we got vladislav good to see you elena michael welcome thanks for joining fernanda good to see you michael's from singapore and uh, an acrylic uh, alphabet name, which I can't pronounce. <laughs> uh, but it says, hi, Jay, my name is... Oh, here you go. Thank you. Anastasia. I want to say it's true that you said we can survive with very little stuff, but I can't get rid of that feeling that I am not good enough. My life is so ordinary. All the luxury life on Instagram and beautiful pictures make me sad sometimes. Bang! You just found the problem. That's right. All that garbage, whether it's social media or the media in general, TV, all these things, they put this in your mind, right? We're, we're programmed to think that being, as you said, worthy is uh, equals having a lot of stuff, right? Like so all these, these celebrities that have their giant houses and their cars and all the luxury clothes or whatever all that garbage um and so we, we, we're i mean just think about it if you watch tv how many advertisements you're seeing and um you know even if you don't watch tv you're just you're, you can't escape it and so these messages are bah, 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 like you need these things you need these things you your identity equals your stuff right your identity equals what you have Right, and again, you'll see this in in Fight Club, the movie, um, where uh, the two main characters say again and again, "You are not your things." Right, you are not the money in your wallet. You are not your bank account. Right, you are something much more important, great, basic. Right, it has nothing to do with the things you own. Right, but that's the message, of course, that we do get. That's the programming because they want us to be slaves to debt. They want us borrowing money and using credit cards and working, 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 working to buy their stuff. You know, again, like another quote from the movie or a paraphrase from the movie. Um, you know, people living job, working in jobs they hate to buy crap, to buy stuff they don't need. Right, and that's what. <laughs> a lot of us are doing or a lot of people do uh, you know I did it for a long time too uh, and it is so true and it's kind of sad when you think about it this is what the main character was doing he was working this job he hated just to buy stuff that he didn't need it was just an empty life so in terms of the feeling of having an ordinary life uh, well first of all having an ordinary life is perfectly fine What's wrong with ordinary? It's great. It's fine. fantastic in the sense of it being simple. But if you're wanting something more in your life, don't look to things. Look to, to it's, it's more about inside, right? It's the relationships. It's the love you have. It's the, the, the quality of what's inside of you. 
and maybe the things you do also. That's what makes your life wonderful or great or extraordinary or will make your life amazing, right? If, like right now, you feel like your life's ordinary and then you go buy a bunch of stuff. You go buy a giant house and, and a Ferrari and whatever and a bunch of luxury clothes. Do you think you're going to feel better? You won't. <laughs> you won't. You're still the same person with a bunch of stuff. The stuff doesn't change the meaning of your life at all. Elena says, simplicity will save the world and our lives too. Yeah, it will save you for sure. It's powerful. This is the thing about it. And this is what, it's so funny because people fear it. And this is one of the, again, one of the messages of the movie, why I like that movie so much, is uh, Brad Pitt's character, Tyler Durden, is constantly yelling at the other character, right? Um, and kind of yelling at him for being kind of weak. And, uh, and, you know, one of the big messages he said is that the more you let go, the more powerful you become, the more powerful you feel, right? That people are so afraid to let go of all these things, right? And even just to let go of, we, we want to hold on and try to control everything. We want to, ha- you know, get more things, more things, more, 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 hold on to everything. And that this actually makes us weaker. And But we're afraid, we're afraid of losing all these things. But what we find is if we just let them go that we we don't feel weaker we feel more powerful we become stronger much stronger much more confident and indeed happier because of that it's a very strong powerful message of the movie let us says many men work to provide their girlfriend or wife who can't live simply uh and wants more and more and more or needs more and more that's sad well, exactly. It is sad. Right? This can apply to couples too. It's sad if you're doing it for yourself. It's sad if you're doing it for someone, you know, for your spouse. <laughs> um, do you know about MGTOW? Yes. Men going their own way. Uh, what do you know about it? It, it means uh, MGTOW is men going their own way. It's just men who um, are kind of disgusted with modern feminism and modern women and dating and all. And, all of that. I understand it. I certainly understand a lot of it. Um, but you, you know, you can, you don't need to give up. You just have to find it. Just be careful who you marry. That's the thing. <laughs> you know, that, that's the thing. Be careful who you marry and don't marry someone who's just wants a lot of things and who wants to be a parasite and use you to just buy lots and lots and lots of things. So that's, you don't have to be single for life if you don't you know have a family get married for sure have kids have lots of kids (laughs) but um just find the right person choose carefully yeah i don't understand this comment it's a common comment that elena says um and i know this is something a lot of people think um i'll try to answer it it's hard for me to answer this one because i it's just, I don't think this way. Everybody would like to live a simpler life, but we all think, what will other people say about that? We depend on others' opinions. Do you? I, I don't know. I just, I mean, who cares? Did, did, who's going to say anything? I don't know. I don't, I, I've never had this. First of all, I've never had this issue. I've never worried about it. I don't care. I mean, why, why would I care what other people think about, the kind of apartment I live in 
I, I, it makes no sense to me at all. Also, I don't really know anybody who cares. <laughs> so this is the other thing. I, I, there's nobody in my life who would say anything. Um, like when I lived in my car, uh, my mom worried about me. That's all. She didn't care about me living in a car, but she worried, you know, oh, is it safe? You know, this, this is a normal mom thing. But uh, once I said, oh, don't, yeah, yeah, and I explained how I was doing it, and I was doing it very, in a very safe way, and no, oh, don't worry, no one's going to attack me. <laughs> um, she was just kind of, okay, you know, I don't know, I guess just used to me, all my life I've been doing strange things like that. But uh, I don't know, like if you've got a bunch of people in your life who would criticize you for uh, cutting your expenses and living simply, maybe you need to get rid of some of those people. If they're family members, just tell them to shut up. <laughs> if they're not family members, get rid of them. Like, like, why would a friend care? <laughs> why would... <coughs> like I said, I, I certainly understand how family might worry if you're doing something very extreme, like what I did, like I'm going to live in my car. Okay, I get it. People, there's so much fear. You know, maybe some criminal will attack you or whatever right police might arrest you so that kind of thing i understand that fear and that's just because they care about you but in terms of like looking down on you like there's something wrong with you that i don't know i don't understand it but if just get rid of those people get rid of them they're shallow anybody who likes you or doesn't like anyone who's going to think badly of you because you live in a smaller place or you have cheaper clothes or you live a more basic life they're a what 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 kind of friend is that that that's i mean that's just shallow and if they just like you for your stuff get rid of them so i would just say don't worry about it who cares who cares what what other people think and uh if if boot them kick them to the curb we say kick them to the curb get rid of them all right i think let's see let us off says uh okay i'll give you a couple more for members only and then i'll open it i think i can probably open this up to everybody Ladislav says, I understand uh, just find a right spouse. In Russia, there are such communities they tell it's dangerous for men to marry. Yeah, I, it, all over the internet, you can find MGTOW. It, that's the initials, M-G-T-O-W. Men going their own way. You'll find a lot of this uh, on YouTube. They say it's dangerous for men to marry. All the laws are against men. That's true. They're right about that. They're not lying. All the laws are against men. <laughs> it is, marriage is is uh, overall a much higher risk for men. Much, much higher for men. Um, so we must be careful about those communities. I, I, you know, I, you can learn some things from the MGTOW guys. You actually can. I, I, I watched some of those videos. I've watched many of them. You can read some of their books. But, um, but in the end, it is a kind of giving up and quitting, right? They are right about many of the problems. They are 100% right. They're being honest about it. I understand why many many of those men have been divorced and you know a lot of their stuff has been taken from them. Their kids have been taken from them. And, you know, some really bad stuff. But they also chose crappy women, <laughs> sadly. And yeah, there are a lot of crappy women out there, crappy men too. So you've got to be careful if you're a man or a woman 
marriage is a big thing and it's it's even bigger and tougher now because of the societies we live in so you know some people ask like why did you wait so long someone asked me on instagram why did you wait get married at such a late age well i'm glad i did <laughs> um i'm glad i did because you know if i look i look back and some of the girlfriends i had before they weren't evil or anything but i'm, I'm glad i waited and found the right one so you gotta be careful that's all so don't give up still get married and then have children but be very 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 careful and don't get married based on emotions and uh hormones you know and just sexual attraction you look for someone who's virtuous and test that virtue both of you test the loyalty of your relationship and then you can have a great marriage it's fantastic i love being married i love it Marjan says, all men need some toughness like in Fight Club. Life's too soft nowadays. Yes, that's, I think, another one reason, one of the great messages of the movie. And I think it's, it's, it's something that I think so many men feel and understand when they watch that movie. I think it's why it became so popular. Even more like my topic today about living simply is, is one of them. I think a, a lot of men... Uh, that message is very strong for them to live simply like that Spartan ideal, right? Of just, just getting down to the basics of life, just what you need and forget everything else. It's all nonsense. But the other part uh, equally <laughs> powerful for a lot of men in, from that movie is the toughness is the message of uh, indeed violence, indeed violence, the, that there is a great need and for and uh, benefit to violence for men and that uh, our lives are way too soft way too easy and that we need that toughness and especially the toughness that comes from violence and of course we're talking about controlled violence not just murdering people <laughs> not killing people uh, but but the violence of in this mo in the case of the movie you know the, the fight clubs now in real life that kind of violence uh would be hard to do uh for long term right the way those guys fight in the movie uh they would be quickly injured and they probably wouldn't be able to keep going after a, a few months or maybe a year um but we do have other things that are you know, a little more controlled that we can do. Like boxing is a good one. Uh, even better, I think, is jujitsu. I think jujitsu, in my opinion, jujitsu and things like jujitsu, judo, um, rest, all kinds of wrestling, um, some few other things like that. But especially where there is, it's a kind of controlled violence, and where there's that very intense sparring, right? practice fighting where you're going you know very hard right uh i think is is wonderful like my my time doing jujitsu really was beneficial for me i loved it and i hope to get back to it i do hope to get back to it once my i'm hoping that in a few years with my uh, babies getting older with the baby boy hopefully getting healthier that uh, I, I want to teach my children jujitsu and i'd like to go back to because the great thing about jujitsu is that unlike boxing and unlike a lot of other uh, violent um, training, jujitsu you can do as you get older. At our, the gym I went to, there was a guy who was 65. I mean, I was like 50, 49 or 50 when I started doing it. And I was sparring against guys who were 20. 
I was losing, but <laughs> but uh, but you know you can keep doing it. In, in other words, so yeah, I think there's great. I think I think men need violence. I do. Okay, a couple more for with our members here. Um, Anastasia says, on the other hand, I want all the best for my children. Yes, we all do. I want to work to give them better opportunities than I had myself. Right. It's just that, you know, what parents need to, again, because we have to be careful about this programming. Of course, every parent, every decent parent, wants the best for their child and give them the best opportunities. What's the, the only problem is that when parents focus on the material, that they think, oh, that means money, that means things. But is that what is the best for your child? Is that what your child needs to have a happy life? More things? More money? Or is it more about them being strong and confident and happy and ha knowing how to have great loving relationships, for example? Um, knowing how to live well with very little? Knowing, I don't know, knowing how to learn independently. Uh, you know, there are many things, lots of skills, lots of, but I think it's more about their emotional abilities, their relationship abilities, their virtues. That's what will give them the great opportunities in life. That's what will give them the greater happiness in life, not more things. I mean, we can, you can, I can look at my own family and see that in just in, in, in earlier generations that like my grandmother is super happy. She's never been rich. She's never been rich. Uh, and she grew up quite poor and yet went through the Great Depression, you know, all that. And yet she's much happier than some other people in my family who grew up from, uh, from childhood, you know, getting lot, you know, had many more material things, many more economic opportunities, but are far less happy because they don't have those other qualities. So it's those qualities that's important. So when you think about give the best for your children, it's not about giving them things and money. It's about giving them the internal virtues and skills and abilities. That's what is important. That's, those are the things. Like when I think about what I would like my children to have better than me, it's, it's those qualities, right? It's not just money. Um, Yeah, well, Vladislav has sort of the paradox question here, <laughs> catching me in a paradox, and it's true. You say you regret not making kids earlier, but you got married, but you're glad you married late. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, indeed. Ideally, ideally, you do both early if you can. I'm not saying get married late. I'm not giving you that advice. I'm just saying be careful. I'm just saying choose very carefully and uh, choose according to deeper qualities, not just that initial attraction and things, you know, of course that's there, but um, so ideally, you know, I think the old ways were best. We'd, we'd all be getting married and having kids in our 20s, but. On the other hand, I'm glad I didn't do that in my 20s because in my 20s, I was still a child mentally, you know, emotionally. And, you know, I just look back and it's just good. But, you know, I don't, but my path was, you know, it's worked out, right? But for a lot of people, it doesn't work out because they wait too late. So, 
I don't know. It's, it's a hard question. There's not a right answer, right? You got to figure it out. But earlier is better, I think, in general. When we had a more traditional, decent societies, it was easier, right? My grandparents got married around that age, you know, around age early 20s. My parents got married in their early 20s and they started having kids then. And the whole, that was what was normal and expected. And, uh, it worked very well. Now our whole our societies, our cultures have been destroyed by cultural Marxism and all the other crap. And so it's a very different. We're living in a you know in a kind of dystopia. We're living in a kind of brave new world now, like the book Brave New World. And so uh, it's yeah, it's just hard to do. It's hard to figure these things out. But it's better to wait and have the right person if that's right. Right. Issue is you could wait too long. Exactly. You can't wait too long. You might end up marrying in your 40s or 50s. Well, exactly. I married at 38. And then we waited. We probably should have. If we, Because I, the good thing is my wife's younger than me. So uh, we, we, I was still too, uh, a little too MGTOW in my mindset, maybe. <laughs> and uh, we, we could have started with kids earlier. But hey, it worked out. So I'm just happy. You know, I'm very grateful but i would not advise people to wait so long because just you just there's just a biological reality with children now with men it's less of an issue right so if if you're a man and you marry someone younger than you if you marry a woman that's quite a bit younger than you then it's well then you got a little more time (laughs) but there is just a hard biological issue in terms of children it's better to start doing that earlier but I don't know. Good luck. All right, let's see if I can get into the settings on the stream. I'll open it up to everybody. I think I can open this up to everybody. All right, maybe. Now, is it going to show up here? I think it will. Yeah, okay. I think I just opened up the chat to everybody. Can I... I wonder if I can... Oh, yeah. And then I can moderate from right here. Great. Perfect. Okay. A reminder, guys. I just opened up the chat for everybody, not just members. So here's the thing. Do not spam my chat. (laughs) If you post the same question or comment again and again, if you're cut and paste the same thing again and again, I'm going to block you forever. (laughs) Okay. I just block you and then you're gone and you can never comment again. Um, I mean, you can make another account and I'll just block you again if I have to. So don't do it. It's spamming my, okay, we got a lot of people. I might not see your comment. I might not answer it. There's a good chance I won't because there's a lot of them. Okay, it's just childish to just go again and 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 again the same thing uh, so that others can't, you know, then then it's hard for me to read other people's comments. So it's not fair. Just, just you know, if, if, if I don't see your comment this time, okay, then no problem. Then maybe next time. The second thing is that people always get, they get frustrated. Why don't you answer me? Okay, I focus on, I, I, you'll notice that I, I do sometimes, I will answer questions that are, we say off topic, right? It's a different topic than what I'm talking about. But not often. Usually... Most times I answer questions that are about the topic I'm discussing. 
So if I'm discussing like today, you know, Fight Club and economics and living a simple life and all these kind of things, if you start asking me about vocabulary, I'm probably going to ignore that question. So don't just keep asking it again and again and again and again. That's why I'm ignoring it because I'm not talking about vocabulary today. If, if there are no other questions, maybe I'll pick that question, but uh, usually not. Okay, so with that said, <laughs> let's continue. We'll try. We'll try with, our, with the comments open now. Okay. Okay, I just, I'm using a different software, so I've got to figure this out. Okay, Asma, good to see you. Yes, good to see you again. Nice. Looks like it's working. Okay, Shah Zahid, good to see you. And yay, Sarah, good to see you also. And I know some of you can't join as members. You've, I've seen your messages on Gab that uh, it's not an option in your country, maybe. The, the Google supporting memberships is not possible to do. So I'll do this too. I was just getting very frustrated with all the spamming <laughs> lately. I think it's maybe part of it was the, when I was talking about Q, it attracts trolls and things, uh, that topic. A lot of people don't like that because there's, for many different reasons. <laughs> but um, but in just in general, I just after a while it happens. And so if I get frustrated again, I'm just going to, I'll turn it off. Because <laughs> I don't like getting frustrated by it. Yeah, like Vladislav says, it's it's you're damn right, coach. It's difficult to find the right person. It's better we stay single for decades than marrying the wrong person. Yeah, well, that that's that is true. It is, um, you know, it's just like so many things in life. There's the risk and the reward, and there's no guarantees. And um, I think there is a good benefit, you know, in the in the culture we live in now. Okay, like you know, yeah, a hundred years ago, it was very different. Right, my grandparents, uh, even my parents' generation was quite different. Uh, but now I think it is uh, quite a good thing to you know, date a lot when you're young, so you get that experience, so that you learn how to uh, judge women. Like if you're a man, I'm talking about men. Women, it's the same thing in the reverse. But um, but for a man, uh, date a lot of women, and and you know go through the ups and downs and the problems and yeah you, where you'll start to learn and figure out ah yeah okay because a lot of people will in the beginning seem great and then after a little while you start to see oh right we call these red flags right these signs that oh my god wow there's something there's something uh really wrong <laughs> and you start to recognize these and you'll get more experience and that you'll start to be able to judge more and more like uh, and see beyond just the attraction and you'll be able to see like oh yeah well this girl's really attractive but she's crazy <laughs> or this girl's attractive but she likes she really loves men's attention which means she's not going to be loyal all right she's constantly flirting and trying to get men's attention all the time you'll realize eh, i don't want that kind of person for a wife um and you'll start to you know you'll you'll figure these things out and then you'll be able to choose better so that when you do choose you'll choose well so I think, yes, I think overall it's good to, for young men to get out there and date as much as you can, read those rational male books so you really understand what's happening, and then you're more prepared. But don't give up. 
don't give up. Do get married and have kids if if that's what you want. Okay, Super Samurai, nice name. What if your parents don't agree about the place where you live? Well, I'm, I'm you know, I'm guessing if you're if you're young, if you're um, if you're not an adult yet, well, nothing you can do. You gotta listen to your parents. If you're an adult, then just ignore your parents. Like I didn't ask my parents if I was about living in a van or a car. I mean. That's that's what being an adult means. You make your own decisions. So you just you just say, well, sorry, you don't like it, but this is what I'm doing. Good to see you, Ken. Yeah, like Goran says, he has, he has two sons. One's three years old and one's 20 years old. That's a big gap. I can say it's a big difference. I'm now old and wise enough more than I was 20. Yeah, I'm right. So, right. So, you probably feel that with the, tw- the three-year-old, right, you just, you're just so much more wise than you were when you were raising your oldest son. Um, so, that's the benefit of being an older dad. I find the same. You know, I, there, there are some disadvantages, but um, there are some advantages too, I think. Hey, Jermila, good to see you. Jeremy daughter says, my husband's five years younger than me. Well, that's okay. It's more about just your age. It doesn't really matter so much your husband's age, just your age. That's the reason I hope to have child pro. I hope just, just start having kids. <laughs> get, up, get working. Okay, it says, uh, I'm Jay, I'm 36. This is Habash Tariq. Uh, 36 years old. I'm not married yet. Well, I married at 38, as I said. My parents put pressure on me to do to get married, but I hesitate. Most of the girls seem to me greedy, and they need a lot. So you just have to... You got, you're, you're looking in the wrong place, maybe. This is one thing that happens. Like when guys say, there are no nice girls, or girls say, there are no nice guys. Well, that's bullshit. You're looking in the wrong place, <laughs> right? I, I like 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 uh, like in America, people like uh, guys will say, oh, there are no nice girls, but they're going to bars and clubs trying to meet girls. Well, yeah, you know, going out, going out and getting drunk is probably not where you're going to find, you know, maybe you'll get lucky, but there are better places <laughs> to look. Um, so anyway, you, you can find somebody just... Uh, you just try try changing your tactics, right? Looking in different places for different try and try looking for different kinds of girls. I don't know why you're um Yeah, I'm not sure why you're uh finding so many uh greedy ones, but I mean there are a lot of greedy people out there in general, but could you you you'll be okay. Sniper says, uh, I think age 25 is a good choice to get married. Yeah, that's probably good. Mary. That's probably good age. Yeah, and this, the situation, Sarah says, in this situation, in this thought, kind of like thought experiment we're talking about, the fight club and all that, 
Only my family and my kids make me happy when I see them healthy and strong. Indeed, and that's what you sort of figure out too. And like, you know, like this movie Fight Club, I said, like I said, it's it's very uh, a very male-focused movie, which is why probably a lot of women are like, oh, I don't get it. These guys just fighting and living in this terrible place. Um, I think women, you know, maybe the version, a version of that for women would be like what Sarah is saying the focus on children and family, where again, you don't need all this stuff and all these things. If you have that, you're going to be happy. Hey, Shuab's fasting. Mahdi, good. Nice. Leonardo says, tough days for everyone. Have you got some tricks to get to sleep quickly despite feeling fear? We've got to deal with the fear. Uh, you know, longer term, you got to deal with it. Um, like I said, like the, what I'm talking about today is a great way to feel like I'm not afraid because I've done it. I've lived in a car. <laughs> I've lived in a tent. So it doesn't scare me. I mean, I don't want to do it right now. I've got whole family I don't want to do that but it doesn't scare me um so there's kind of you know maybe there's you know everyone's going to be worried uh in terms of getting to sleep try to do some meditation beforehand uh melatonin if you can just as a supplement but you can take it it's not it's, it's not addictive it's not a drug it's uh your body naturally makes it that that works um I don't know. I'm so tired now because of the babies. I don't have any problems going to sleep. So uh, uh, work, do a lot of exercise in the day. That helps sleep too in the, at night. Yay, so people sharing there. <laughs> That's a popular topic. I should do this topic next time. Just focus on this. Uh, Brahim says, I made, I got married at 32. Took my time. It's nice. Now I have three children. Life is to share. Wonderful. Good. Congratulations. That's great. Hmm. Being invited to Mongolia. Maybe someday. Yeah. Hey, Tanushka. Good to see you. Okay. Well, this is a little tricky. This... Is 30 a good age for marriage, for men? For women, maybe not a little late, but for men, for men pretty good. Hmm. This is interesting. Elvira, okay. Please tell me something about Hotel Mama. Uh, okay, this is... Okay, what is it? Oh, kids who remain at home until 30 just to avoid the cost of living. Uh, I don't know. It's not very... I guess it happens in America now. It's it's cultural. I know some cultures this is more normal for... I know in some cultures it's normal for the kids to stay in the home until marriage, basically. Uh, and America's kind of the opposite of that, where uh, traditionally the kids get kicked out, <laughs> right? This idea you got to be independent. And that if you're staying at home after age 18, you're a loser. Something's wrong with you. Um, 
So I, I'm not saying that's right. That's just the culture of America. I, 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 there are good points and bad points about that. Um, I, I don't know. I guess my thought about it is just that it's, it's really more about the attitude, right, of the kids. Like, are they contributing? You know, if, if the adult kids are, you have some adult kids living at home, but you're happy to have them there. And they are, they're not just being lazy and, and you know, expecting you to do everything for them. They're actually uh, contributing and, and trying to help and doing everything they can. And everyone's really happy. And that seems like that's fine to me. You know, same with like having a grandparent in the house or something. That seems like no problem, really. But what you're talking about maybe is a situation where maybe the kids are kind of lazy and they can, oh, I'm 30, but I can stay at home. And then they expect, they still expect mom and dad to like wash their clothes and do everything for them. And like they're like servants Eh, that I don't like at all. Um, I don't know. In that situation, maybe you, you kick them out. (laughs) because <laughs> it's good for them, right? They need it. So, I, I don't know. It's, that's sort of my main thought about it. Bertalan says, Pe- usually people who are really good in jiu-jitsu or a martial art don't use it on the street. They don't brag about it because they learn how to control the power. Yeah, that's my that's what I saw with the jiu-jitsu guys. The, the better they were, the higher level guys were the most kind of just quiet and uh you would never you know if you didn't if you just like met if you're just you're a stranger and you just met them you'd have no idea they could kill you like that (laughs) but they could (laughs) and uh you know like i think of the instructors uh impacto the black belts uh for sure they could I mean, literally, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. They kill you with their hands in probably about two minutes. Well, in some cases, less than a minute, right? Um, and yet, like, so calm and not f- super friendly and uh, like the exact opposite of what you think. The exact opposite of what they show in Fight Club, in fact. In Fight Club, it is kind of a Hollywood thing of exaggeration where they're really aggressive, Right, they're like super, 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 super aggressive, and uh, I, th- I think yeah, I think they get that wrong. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe sometimes you'll see professional boxers are kind of have that. Like you know, I think of Mike Tyson as maybe the most famous example of a fighter who was just super, super, super aggressive, right, and uh, violent all the time. But um, but like Bertalans said, what I found when I like at jujitsu was that. Yeah, like the black belts, the there was a, the brown belt. The guys at the top were the absolute opposite. <laughs> they were like just the most calm, just good-natured, super friendly uh, guys. Really, really the opposite. Not in any way aggressive. <laughs> and in fact, uh, the opposite was also true where it was always the new white belts were the most aggressive, including me when I first started, um, because you're kind of like you're 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 nervous and you you don't have any confidence, and so you just like I remember my first couple days trying to spar, I just was ah, you know wild and um, and that's what it's sort of like anyone who does jujitsu. It's sort of like it, uh, it, it's it's a common thing for new white belts to do that. Um, 
because uh, they have nothing else and they think they need to be aggressive and, and just, just you know, wild almost. Um, and it doesn't work against anyone, people who are trained and who are good. It doesn't work at all. Um, so, yeah, it, was, it would often be the opposite that the guys at the bottom were the most kind of, right? Well, you would think of like a, a fighter, very aggressive. And then the better guys as they get better and better and better and better they just got more and more and more calm <laughs> very <coughs> excuse me very interesting uh aj you never say to subscribe to your show okay yeah subscribe to my show sometimes i'm doing uh, uh members only chats now uh, so if you'd like to join those then please do Yep. Get wiser sooner. There you go. That's good advice from Pablo in terms of having kids. I'm in my 40s and I'm wiser now. I waited to have kids too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like Elena's got a very good point about this. Living together, loving each other, understanding each other, husband and wife both. Then you become perfect. You don't you can't find a perfect person that suits you. You have to get through difficulties. This is a very good point. That's right. You can't just like have this big, super long list and like, ah, oh, like you're buying a car and like, ah, oh, this is, oh yeah, they do this and this and this. Okay, you want like, this is just my advice, guys. I don't, I'm not like some super relationship expert. But Elena's right. It's the, it's the process, right? Like a good marriage gets better and better and better and better and better. That's been my experience. It was tough for us at the beginning, and it's, I feel like it's gotten, for me at least, better and better every year. Um, the key thing is just that they are a virtuous person. That, that, that's, that's, for me, that's what I would say I've learned in my many years of living, my 52 years of being alive. <laughs> that uh, it's, you just got, you yeah, you're not trying to match. It's not about matching up that your interests are exactly the same and your personalities are exactly the same. It's just that you, that the the most important things, right? They're they're just at heart a really good, loyal, virtuous person, and like the most important values that you have, you know, that you're shared that you share those. And then everything else might be quite different, and you might disagree. You're going to disagree about things and all of that, of course. That's a good, well said, Elena. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Maybe this would be a good topic to talk about. And this is one where I can't, I, I don't know if I, I don't feel great about giving advice on this topic because um, I struggled with this topic for a long time. Um, and yeah, like I said, I'm very happy in my marriage and, and family, but a lot of that is because of my wife. <laughs> so it's not that I have all these super secrets about how to do it. Other than choose well and maybe hopefully hope for some luck too. <clears throat> but I would be happy to just talk. We could just have a discussion about it. How about that?
Okay. Um, let's see. This is this this software jumps around a little more. So sorry, guys. That's why I'm slower with my comments today. I'm using YouTube software. It's a little trickier. Okay. Yeah, Slavika, Slavika is, again, like repeating kind of what Lena says. Anyone can find the right person for themselves, but expectations should not be high. No one is perfect. Yeah, that, that is sort of the other, like I said, is, is you focus on the heart, the, 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 what's, what's most important. And so, so many people have like, it's like they're shopping <laughs> when they're dating and they're looking for all these, but they're all, but these, they're looking for so many things that are not really actually important, right? And then they miss the few things that are. <laughs> Okay, this question is so weird. I'm just going to answer it, even though it has nothing to do with our topic. What's the difference between Dracula and vampire? <laughs> um, Dracula is a specific uh, name of a vampire is general. A vampire is a kind of monster, sucks the blood. Dracula was a specific um, vampire in a specific story <clears throat> there's one Dracula and possibly many vampires in different movies and stories Ken had to do a self-quarantine. I had to. I spent most of my time reading. Just finished two books, The Infinite Game and Measure What Matters. Hit bottom. Good. It's good to hit bottom sometimes. That's, that's kind of one of the messages of the movie, right? That hitting bottom has a great deal of benefits. <clears throat> Does age gap matter? Someone's asking. Yeah, I can see the dating topic is very popular. Uh, not really. I, mean, I think generally it works better if a man's older and the women's younger. Uh, certainly for kids, that generally works better. But overall, not doesn't matter so much, I think. Hmm. Hit bottom means to, uh, in, in what we're talking about today, hitting bottom means getting down to the bottom of what you need, like the least amount of, uh, really we're talking about, you know, in terms of material things, money, things. Existing on the bare minimum, the, the lowest minimum that you need this will give you great power. Hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, this is wonderful. Nice. Jermila says, I've been living here on a beautiful small in a beautiful small place for many years in my original parents' house. That's cool. Now it's mine and I know every important thing for living and overcome even without electricity. Yeah, that's so cool. That's great. And then maybe your child one of your children will take it over too. And that's cool. And that's what used to happen, right? The traditional ways were better. Oh, can you tell us the happy news that Q posted? Okay, this is a hard topic to explain. It's complex. I'll try to give you my the simplest version of it. It seems there's a decent chance that Donald Trump, uh, we would say nationalized, nationalized the uh, American Central Bank. Uh, so this is, <laughs> if you don't really understand this topic, it's, it's going to mean nothing to you. But let me just say, and it's not, I'm not 100% sure, um, but if what Q is saying and what some other people are writing about, if this is true, if it did happen, it is the biggest thing to happen in 100 years in American history. I would say the best thing to happen in 100 years of American history. It's So it's gigantically, hugely, massively fantastic, if it's true. And the reason we're not sure is because it seems like it was done in a way that's kind of indirect. So it's complicated when you start getting into banking and finance, and especially this specific topic, it's very complicated. And so um, it's a little tricky to figure out what's happening. That's why, right? I mean, if they just passed a big law and said it's the bank is now owned by the government, that would be very clear, but that's not what happened. So what it seems more indirect that Trump and therefore the government uh, has taken control of the bank. That would be huge. Okay, that that would if if that happened, that then it means uh, first of all my faith in Q has gone up, 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 super high. It means it's just amazing. It's wonderful. It make it would make Donald Trump the best president in American history since Andrew Jackson, at least. I would say he, he like I said it would put him in the category right up there I would put him with Washington Jefferson and Jackson you know so but but like I said because it's kind of complicated I, I kind of have to wait and see is like you know okay is is this is this 100% true is it sure it, it looks promising so Anyway, this is this could be gigantic and huge and amazing. It means that the power of that bank would be returned to at least indirect, at least control of the government instead of the Rothschild family and their little allies. So that's giant because the Rothschilds are absolutely, completely evil, disgusting. So if that happens, if it happened, it's amazing. You know, dance in the streets. Yay! It means good things are coming. Very good things are coming. But we have to wait and see. I hope so. Okay, a couple more. I, everyone's asking me about dating and marriage. Um, 
<laughs> I'm maybe not the best person to ask, guys. <laughs> I was not so great at dating. Um, so, I don't know. I'm not totally comfortable giving... <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> giving advice in this area. Um... Tom Novotny says, I'm from Poland. My girlfriend comes from the Philippines. We use English to express emotions and to communicate. We both agree we can express 100% of our emotions. Why? Um, I don't know. You just probably have a good connection. And, uh, you know, I mean, like my wife and I are, my wife's Japanese and I'm American, obviously. So, yeah, great. Good for you. Don't think about it too much. Just, it sounds like it's working great. So, congratulations and that's enough. And probably, you know, with time, it'll get better and better. Is it right that Tom Hanks has been arrested? It seems like no. I think it looks like he just came back to L.A. So that was a rumor, but it seems like it's not true. Elena says, uh, you made a perfect wife for my husband, thanks to your shows. My husband is so thankful to you. Now our interests are the same and we really have the point of view of everything. Oh, that's cool. Well, great. Sounds like you got a good husband. Why don't you have a podcast? I do have a podcast. What are you talking about? It's on uh, almost all the podcast apps. It's just called Effortless English Podcast. It's this same show, just the audio only, no video. So I do have a podcast. Why'd you choose Japan, not another country? Because uh, my wife is Japanese, and also I just like Japan. Vladislav <laughs> says, but you found a good woman, so you know something about the topic. Certainly better than us. Fair enough. And I'm 52, so I at least have even my bad experiences, right? It's maybe maybe useful. So fair enough. Well, maybe. All right, you guys, you know, well, maybe tomorrow we'll do dating and marriage and, you, and we can discuss it. And not only myself, but all the, the maybe the older people. <laughs> on our uh, who are watching can share their advice too right so it shouldn't just come from me because it's not my specialty at all uh, I'll do my best to share what I, I have learned to be helpful but I, I don't you know but I do actually you know I understand why this is a, a topic because uh, if I think back to when I was 20 25 30 even 35 I was uh, also miserable and confused about dating and, you know, eventually marriage and all of this. And it was a, that area of my life was uh, frequently very uh, difficult and confusing. So, I, you know, I guess I do under, I understand why a lot of especially younger people are you know, really this is a big topic. It's very important. And I understand why you're asking so many questions and there's a lot of emotion about it. So why don't we do that? You know, this is a chance and let's just make it so it's not just me, though. We'll do a live stream and uh, mostly we'll just do questions and answers since I don't have a lot directly to say. And then I'll answer. But then also oh, other people. 
other effortless English members and fans who also are happy in their relationships and families, they can also share their uh, ideas and experiences and insights and maybe all of us together all of us older folks uh, more experienced people can uh, maybe give some helpful advice that that uh, we may not agree on everything but maybe all together it would be useful to you all to who are especially younger and who are struggling in this area it's a big area of life I get it if this part of your life is good then your whole life is so much happier And if this area of your life is bad, well, then your life is very hard to be happy, even if you have a lot of money, even if everything else is going well. So I get it. We'll do it. Yeah, like Alexi says, looks like your next topic should be dating and relationships. We'll do it. How about tomorrow? Or I, I think tomorrow I can do it. And he says there's a book called The Rational Male. Yes, for men. It's a good good book for men to read. For women, I don't know. Maybe some of you women have some book recommendations. Okay. Uh, oh my. Figure out this chat thing. Okay, I think we're almost done for the day. Yeah, I think so. Okay, good. All right, we'll do the relationship thing tomorrow. So if you uh, if you have a questions or issues or problems about relationships, dating, marriage, and eventually having kids in the future. Think of your questions, and just as importantly, I need help for this topic, guys. <laughs> okay, please don't make me answer all those questions myself. Um, so, those of you who are married and have kids, and you're happy in your relationships, uh, think about your advice. Like, what advice you would give? If you have any books you can recommend, you know, you can mention them tomorrow in the chat, uh, and just other advice. What advice would you give young people? Because you know, this is the key thing, and this is maybe it's a, again a problem with our modern life, is that uh, you know, like young people need this advice. Parents should be telling that this is. Someone mentioned like better opportunities for their kids. Well, this is an area in life where if you could teach your child about this, like your your teenage child maybe I mean you would be helping them so much so so much more important than giving them a phone or something is if you could really help them understand dating relations marriage you know not not just saying good marry get married that doesn't help right but but really helping them figure out like how to how do you choose somebody, you know, and how do you know if someone's maybe they're not good and uh, what things to be careful about and right how do you build a, and create a good relationship and a good marriage and all of these things? That would be wonderful. And that's what really we should do. You know, young people need that advice. That's some of the most important advice and knowledge that young people need. So please think about that if you're, if you're you know, older, have a successful marriage or, or family, then I would like you to think about that today and be ready. Please join again tomorrow and uh, help me (laughs) with these questions. 
All right, so until then, lots of love to you. And bye for now. As usual, join my VIP program. Commit, don't quit at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. See you tomorrow.